Peace, stars. Welcome to another edition of the Dianix Podcast. This is going to be just a, a audio podcast exclusive. Just going to give you a little rundown of how I feel about this whole draft process, the whole offseason and everything, my initial reactions, and then um, this will prepare you for whatever I got store in store on the on the whole live video front. And so I hope you guys enjoy the live videos. You know, that's a new thing that I'm doing. I, I've always done the podcast live, but um, doing it live with a video in front of me is a little bit different. And uh, I've been getting creative with a bunch of different things and also collabing with a lot more uh, visual podcasters as well. So it's a little different spin on what I've been doing, man. But I'm, I'm glad you guys are still um, listening. I'm glad you guys are still supporting. And um, while you're here, man, just um, please get out there and support me on, on Sportscaster and also on YouTube. And um, you'll find some content on there. You know, like I said, I'll be doing this stuff visually, but then I also will be pressing it to the um, to the audio front. So I didn't feel good about you guys, man. But I felt it was it was needed for me to like just directly address my audio audience, man, because you guys have been with me from the beginning, and uh, we're just gonna keep building, man. It's always gonna be about the Knicks, uh, never gonna be uh, something corny or, or repeated, something that something that other people are saying. I'm gonna try to keep my own authentic voice and give you guys something different than um, what you're hearing out there, man. So, yeah, man, this is a long intro, man, but this is Dire Next Podcast, uh, audio exclusive, man. So, let's get busy. So, yeah, guys, we um we had this draft, man, and um, right off the bat, you know, this is not led by Steve Mills. This is a, a whole um, different regime, Leon Rose. Um, you got uh, World Wide West and, um, you know, Walter Perrin, and you just run down the line. Of course, Scott Layden, excuse me, Lord, did I say Scott Layden? Scott Perry, <laughs> Yo, I still got a Scott Layden on podcast coming, man, so tune in for that. But uh, we got Scott Perry, you know, just everybody, you know, that is whatever. These are like real basketball people, man. So, you know, right off the bat, you just feel more comfortable as a Knicks fan, um, you know, you know, just waiting, waiting your turn, waiting for them to do something because, you know, you just have the right guys in, in on mind. So I can imagine just like, you know, I know you got your Nick guys out there. You got your best friends, your family members. You guys get together and you start talking about trades or whatever. So, I mean, that, that's all a great thing. But could you imagine being a professional guy where you really have a team to, to, um, to worry about and um, you establish relationships with people and um, you're just building, building that whole thing up and um, you're sitting in a war room with these guys and um, it's just like... You know, this is for real. This is not just some fantasy shit. You know, so it's um, you know, it's it's fun fun to think about about that, and then just to know, you know, like like I said, somebody's like with experience, and you know, anyway, just um, just from the beginning, the 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 draft, right? So um, you know, everyone's talking about Kara Lewis and all these other different things, right? And um, you know, of course, you know, they they threw out every rumor out there to cover all bases. So they did mention that the Knicks were interested in topping. You know, Obi Toppin. But I mean, you know, if you look at the transcript, they they said that we were interested in basically every draft pick. You know, there was a scenario for us to get Wiseman, a scenario for us to get Ball, scenarios to get all these different players. But um, we ended up getting uh, Obi Toppin. So my my thing is that that I always that I you know I've been wanting to say is that um, uh, Leon Rose and World Wide West. I think the the league is um scared because um you know Obi Toppin should have got picked a lot higher. I mean, he got he got drafted. You know where where we picked, where the Knicks picked, and uh, I mean, what what the Knicks picked eighth? It's like, you mean to tell me that Obi Toppin, the talent that he had, and um the year that he, that he had last year, you know, not just last year, the year before that, and it's still you know the the outside stuff, the stuff he's been doing in the summertime at Lifetime Gym and stuff like that, all these different highlights on how he's been playing against um pros and dominating, and um he he gets drafted eighth? Why? Because he's twenty two? Like yeah, okay. 
that I don't I don't I don't believe that to be true, man. So I mean like I got like um you know Isaac Okoro, he went higher than than um than than I thought, you know, because I'm not really a believer in, you know in in his game. Yeah, I think he's a good player, but I really don't think that he's gonna top out as high as I think Obi Toppin is gonna top out. You know, so I mean th these are things that we'll talk about as um you know the years go by. But I mean Obi Toppin at eight, I don't know, man. So I mean the point I'm trying to get at is um Leon Rose Worldwide West. They probably put the word out and said, listen, we want Obi Toppin. Don't touch him. You know, nobody pick Obi Toppin, and that's the end of it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, I'm quite sure Ball was on the um, on the list, you know, of course, up high on the list because the Knicks need a point guard. But um, I'm quite sure MJ put it out there and said, listen, Ball's the guy we want, so don't touch our guy. You know, so it's definitely like, you know, these, these things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But, I mean, I'm just speculating here. You know, for like, like I said, for a, ta a talent like Obi Toppin, for him to slip to eighth, it's just, it's just ridiculous, you know. So I mean, I, th I think that's that's a sign of of what's to come. Uh, Leon is uh is he has power, you know, and um just for for them not to um select Obi Toppin ahead of on um, the eighth pick, it just says everything you need to know right there. So any, anyway, you know, you can just fast forward to to down the line. Uh, they made a couple trades in the, in the beginning, you know, the swapping draft picks and all kind of stuff. These are like little savvy moves that um that other you know regimes you know never did, you know uh you know turning one asset into like multiple assets like oh shit. So then like you you can kind of see that um the Knicks were looking for players, whatever. So um you know they were looking for a, you know certain players. But um, I believe that um, they, they were looking for like say like a RJ Hampton and try to try to get another guy like um like the the other kid that um that that like Ewing whatever the the Jamaican kid that um that idolized Ewing growing up. I can't get his name right now. Uh, Stewart was it Isaiah Stewart? Anyway, you know the, I think some of these guys they were really um trying to get, but when they when the Knicks made their moves um they were picked ahead of the picks that we that we uh, end up getting. So um, they just went to their fallback plan, which was, uh, you know, uh, Emmanuel quickly, which I think, you know, they probably would have drafted him anyway, but they were trying to trying to get cute a little bit to uh, swing deals for um, some of these other guys. But uh, Emmanuel quickly, you know, if you ask Calipari, he did a whole video on him. Uh, he, he was better than he thought, you know, so he had to start him. And, um, you know, I forgot about it, but Emmanuel quickly was the um, was the what the, the player of the year <laughs> for, for their conference. You know, so I mean, it's, it's these these are things that um that need to be pointed out, man. Because the Knicks didn't just get uh, just reach on a guy. Oh, he's projected to be a second round pick. Well, who projected him? We're talking about um sports writers and things of that nature. These these are not like um you know this is not all set in stone just because these guys say that on the draft boards and on these TV sites and stuff like that. These guys are not are not the end all, you know, because we all know basketball. These guys, you know, just because they get paid for it doesn't doesn't mean that they know more than me and you. These are all just opinions and stuff like that. So anyway, Emmanuel quickly. I think we got a guy that that could really play. You know, um, if you've been following me too on on Twitter, that's um Dire Knicks PC. I've been kind of arguing with a lot of trolls on there, just having fun. You know, spending um you know wasting time and stuff. But you know, guys are throwing words out like dumbass and and, and stupid and all kind of stuff at, at me, only because I bring up um somebody named Frank Milikina. Now, if you follow the podcast, you know that I'm not a fan of Franklin Lakina's game. I just think that if you're going to play, that you need to just play already. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to be developing all day long. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, something's got to give with that. You know, so um, uh, you're bringing a guy like Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly could shoot the three. He could do everything that we need Franklin Lakina to do. And he's confident. So I'm quite sure uh, practice and stuff like that is going to be crazy. So um, while, while fans are too busy worried about... Um, 
getting guys in here uh, to develop. You know, there's some guys in here that are here to play basketball. They're not here to, uh, to there's not a fresh air camp. You know, they're not here to fool around. They're here to play ball, and um, they really love the game. And um, they don't need to be developed. They just actually need to play. You know, somebody like Franklin Lakina needs to be developed. You need to force feed him stuff in order in order for him to, um, you know, to, to get better. Uh, some guys are already good, you know. It's not about getting playing time for them to get better. It's about, listen, we can play already, and we earn in our, our playing time. So I feel like that should be the, the narrative for Knicks fans, especially Knicks fans in New York City, because we're the Mecca. You know, um, this is if you if you calling yourself the Mecca, that means that you consider yourself, uh, you know, experts at basketball. So you know, and and you don't you know, and you know basketball, so you don't take no shit from people, you know. So um, you know, I, I say that because it's just a shame how how fans you know just just um, cry and complain about the whole development development thing, excuse me, developmental thing. And then they blame it on the coaching. Or when was the last time we had good coaching? When was the last time we had this? You know, these guys, you know, you know that, that's all bullshit, man. Like, this is New York. You know, nothing is given to anybody in New York. And you have to work for it. So I feel like the, um, that should happen with our basketball club. Yeah, man. So um, I think Emmanuel quickly, I, th- I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by him. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's my opinion about the um, about the draft, man. So I'll, I'll get into some um, regular all-season stuff, too, right? That, that happened right after the draft, man. So tune in for the next segment. All right, guys, let's talk about these um, off-season um, acquisitions, you know, because the Knicks had like 40-something mil to spend. So um, everyone's still, you know, they, nobody learned their lesson. They still think that we're supposed to be signing all these big free agents and stuff like that. So if you just watch the market, a lot of guys were signed to like uh, four-year contracts, five-year contracts. You see $100 million contracts out there. You see 20-something mil a year contracts to certain players. And um, the Knicks are not about that. Look at the guys that we signed. You know, I, I'm not going to mention them by name. But just every player that we signed has been a one-year deal, and on five years, three years, you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, one-year uh, contract with two um, non-guaranteed attached to it. You know, th- this is this is the um, the regime that we have. We're not wasting any time, uh, you know, clogging up cap with with, with players that that are that are not really gonna um um you know um you know drop the needle. You know, it's not gonna uh, move the needle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like let's say um for for instance um. A player that we were looking at, uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward got 120 mil, 30 something mil per year. This guy got, you know. So let's say if we was to have gotten him, signed him to the number that he that that he got, uh, Steve Mills probably would have gave him 40 million, you know, the whole 40, you know, just to get the guy, you know. So imagine that. Just break it down to the 30, the the contract that he did get. Um, that holds that holds us hostage for for the future. You know, so then we can't get the team better. So why would we why would we waste money on guys like that? And then as a Knicks fan, why would you get pissed off that we didn't sign him? You know, or or like or some of the other guys, oh the Knicks didn't even offer or anything or whatever. They didn't get so mad. Like why are you getting mad about not spending money on these stupid ass players? Because they like I said, they don't move the needle. You know, we we ended up getting these guys that that have one year contracts or whatever, skilled players. Not anybody that's gonna that's gonna like take us to the championship or anything like that, but it's still gonna give us the same effect. As if we spent the hundred something million on one player, because it's not going to move the needle. These little um, guys that we got for five million stuff like that, that's going to help the culture of the team, and um, they're movable parts because they could be added to like deals later on down the line, and um, we can get better still. And then, like I said, they're only one year contracts, and the way that the NBA is going, they're kind of manipulating the moves. So, like, if you waive a guy, you can still re-sign him. That was against the rules, uh, I, I believe, you know, years past. But I guess they're changing that because of COVID, because you know you need to be more flexible. But um, uh, next year the Knicks can do it all again. Let's say some of the guys that, that we signed this year uh, stick. We can keep them. 
we'll probably keep them again for like five million or whatever. But when you're looking into the free agency for 2021, um, it's a really crazy list, man. Like basically every um, major um, you know contributor to the NBA is available in 2021. And um, guess what? The Knicks will uh, probably be like damn near the only team with major cap money to sign anybody. And we have you know a bunch of movable parts too that can that can easily be um you know you know packaged to to help you know expedite certain things you know so it was interesting man the the, the Knicks are in the driver's seat and um you know I just I just want to to re- reiterate re- reiterate this that um the Knicks are not um the Steve Mills Knicks you know this is not the Dolan interfering Knicks this is a real basketball team right now front office is on point you can see it everybody that that he hired. All these different moves that they did, you could tell that everyone has their hand in it because he uh, he hired experts, you know. So add all these experts into the mix, along with Leon Rose, Iron Hand, and um and uh, Worldwide West in the mix as well behind the scenes. Um, we we got a good thing going on here. And then on top of that, look at the coaching staff that we got. You know, uh, people wanna wanna make you know um t- on complaints about the Utah connection and the Kentucky Wildcats connection in college. You know, we do have, um, you know, uh, you know, personnel that was from those organizations. But why is it such a bad thing to tap into into those things? What's the point of getting these guys if you're not going to tap into these resources? You know, so this is something that's that's incredible, you know, as a Nick fan, because we have we haven't really had that in so many years. You know, uh, Dave Check has had connections and stuff like that. Dave Check, it's a lot of you guys listening to this podcast don't even know who the hell Dave Check is. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this this is um this is just uh food for thought for you guys, man. You just um hold tight, understand what's happening. We're trying to pick up assets. You know, we got a, uh, a couple young guys too that I that I want to talk about later on, and um we're cooking with grease, man. And the and the Knicks are, are, are gradually going to be on their way coming back. Now next year, I guess we could talk about that later. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Okay, guys, we're back. I just want to talk about the culture of, of what we're trying to build here. Obviously, we're trying to get guys that can do things. You know, uh, uh, some somebody that's not just a 3 and D guy just shooting and playing defense. We're getting guys that can ball handle, you know, that can actually create their own shot if need be. If the, uh, if the shot clock is running down and, and you get the, the ball into somebody's hands, it's not just going to be dead. You know, it, it, you're going to have somebody that can actually break down the defense and um, do something. It's not just one person that, that, that has that, um, that, that duty. Um, basically, every player that we have is going to have the same responsibility. So I just think that's awesome, man. And then, um, you know, we went and got some guys that um, duplicate some of the things that our good players do as far as defense and stuff like that. Uh, duplicate the same type of things that they do inside on offense. So it's just a lot of things to to um to like look look forward to as far as identity with the, with the team, man. So I think the Knicks are definitely trying to become a defensive team. We're definitely trying to become a more versatile team to be able to ball handle and move the um, you know, and move the ball around and be able to create. And um, you know, like I said, defensively and then just just some um, shooting as well, as well too. Not just um, you know, you know, just uh kicking it out to to guys just to have them clank or whatever. There's going to be multiple shooters, you know, and Hopefully we can get back to the old days, to our golden era when we had, um, you know, Dave DeBush and these guys. You know, th- that's way before my time. But it, but still, you have to know your history. If you don't know your history, you do not repeat it. Uh, we we've been repeating the same history for like the last twenty years. You know, now it's time to look into the into the archives and go to like an era where we actually won, and let's duplicate that. Ball movement, uh, running the floor, find the open man, get to the shooters. 
uh, and play some defense, man. You know, get you a hardcore coach. There's, there's no nonsense that's going to do the damn thing. And let's go from there, man. Uh, you know, so let's do a proper exit. Uh, I'll see you in, 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 in um, the finale. So that's it, guys, man. This is your boy, Evil with Any Star. This is an audio exclusive podcast, man. So this is like a, a head nod or, or like a tip of the hat to the guys that's been supporting the audio podcast for like <laughs> hundred something episodes, man. You know, I really have a lot of love for you guys that's really been listening this whole time. So, you know, thank you for, for doing that, man. You guys are uh, everything to me, man. So, yeah, man, it just, um, you know, don't get too attached to some of these players because I think a trade is coming. But at the same time, get your mind right, man. This, we're, we're now a professional basketball team. And whatever you're thinking in your mind, best believe that these professionals are thinking the same thing. You know, and then you, these, some of these moves might actually happen. And then, you know, don't think about adding um, salary and don't think about trading draft picks because we're not about that life. You know, so just um, just get ready, man. We're, the Knicks are, are, we're not back, but, um, you know, this foundation is being put down, man. So... You know, it's 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 you you have every right to be excited about it. You have every right to um to talk about it. You have every right to um to be vocal, and um just enjoy, man. So anyway, this is your boy Evil to Any Star signing out. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumbs. Salute. You already know what it is. I see you guys in the next one. All right, peace.